Hey guys, Eva Thompson here, welcome back to my channel. In this video I'm going to be talking about intrusive thoughts and asking for reassurance. So I'm going to be addressing why you feel the need to ask questions in the first place, the effect it has on your partner and also how to stop asking questions. So this video is both for ROCD sufferers and also retroactive jealousy sufferers and I'm going to get into that in a bit but before I do please like this video and subscribe to my channel if you're new so we can grow this channel and hopefully reach more and more people. So getting into the video first of all I wanted to talk about ROCD and retroactive jealousy. Now this video is for people that suffer from one of these things or both of them. So ROCD is stands for relationship OCD and it is when the individual gets intrusive thoughts about breaking up with their partner or about whether or not they're in the right relationship, whether or not they love their partner enough, they miss their partner enough, they're attracted to their partner enough, whether or not this person is the one for them and this can often, sometimes it also has to do with a partner so they can question whether or not their partner loves them enough or whether just the relationship is enough, whether the love is enough and the intimacy is enough and the conversations are enough, if basically the whole relationship is enough and constantly also having intrusive thoughts about um, worrying whether or not the person that they're with is the one for them. So that's relationship OCD. Now, retroactive jealousy is less known and it is it again has to do with relationships and intrusive thoughts but it has to do with the partner's past so the sufferer will get intrusive thoughts about their partner's past mental movies um, often accompanied by feelings of anxiety anger sadness disgust even and um, a lot of the time the people that suffer from retroactive jealousy will find themselves asking their partner a lot of questions about their past so they can get more and more details thinking that that's going to make them feel better and it does for a little bit, maybe an hour or two or maybe even a day but then the questions come back. So basically what I'm trying to say is this video is going to cover both people that suffer from ROCD and retroactive jealousy. I've been through both, I've experienced both so I can definitely talk on behalf of, you know, people that suffer. So. Firstly, addressing why you feel the need to ask questions in the first place, okay? So the thing is, we're human beings and human beings have this tendency to want to be in control. Now when we ask questions, whether you ask your partner questions for reassurance, whether you research the internet, whether you talk to friends and family to get that reassurance, it's because of two reasons. Number one, we think that when we overthink something, when we overthink the worst case scenario over and over again or enough times, we are somehow preparing ourselves for if that happens because we think that if I overthink this worst case scenario enough times, if it happens I would have prepared myself because if it happens it's going to hurt me less. And that sounds ridiculous. When you say it out loud it doesn't sound right almost but subconsciously that's what we do it's like a, a want to a need to protect ourselves a need to 
feeling control. So it, it does have to do with control. So that's the first reason why. Overthinking, because we think that if we do overthink it enough, we're preparing ourselves. If it happens, it's gonna hurt less, we're gonna be less surprised, which is not true. It's still gonna hurt you the same if, if, if it does happen. So that's the first reason. Secondly, we feel the need as human beings, again, this has to do with control, to put people and situations in a box and label them so we can so in our brain we feel like okay i understand it and i'm in control of it and it's just like for example if you label a person a good person or a bad person or if you label a situation a good a good situation or a bad situation or a complicated complicated situation that is your perception that is your idea that is your opinion and you think that by putting that label on a person a relationship a situation you're in control of it and you can understand it more so especially for people that suffer with with rj you want to in a way ask questions so you can put your partner in a box you can label them as xyz and then you feel more in control you feel more even more right in a way that you are right and just to give you an example you think of someone that you don't like that you just don't like that you think even someone that you've labeled as a bad person someone out there loves that person your perception on that person of that person is not a good one but there's someone else that thinks that that person is a good person and we all just try and like label each other, label situations as good or bad or... Not because they're facts, they're not written in stone anywhere, it's just your opinion so you can feel more in control. So those are the two reasons why we ask questions. Firstly, because we think that subconsciously, if we overthink something enough, if it happens, it will hurt less. And secondly, because by labeling a situation, a relationship or a person, again, we feel like we are in control of it, we understand it better, and we feel safer. So those are the two reasons why in the beginning you start asking questions in the first place. So getting into the effect that this can have on your relationship. So I'm going to talk about ROCD and rich act of jealousy separately, but you might find that if you suffer from one of the two, this may apply to you too. So firstly, talking about ROCD. So asking for reassurance from your partner over and over again even though they probably want to be supportive, even though they do love you, even though they want to be there for you, they want to be strong, after a certain amount of time of you asking them for reassurance or even you voicing these thoughts to them, I'm not sure if I want to be with you, I'm getting these thoughts, I don't know why I'm getting these thoughts, I'm scared of these thoughts, you know, they give me anxiety or they make me feel numb, this person will eventually begin to feel less than this person will eventually begin to feel bad about themselves or feel bad about the relationship and it's only human that like you can't blame them because you know it's of course it's understandable if someone keeps telling you that they're getting these thoughts about not wanting to be with you or not knowing if they want to be with you of course it's going to take a toll on you so it does affect the partner as well as what i want to get at and um like i said i'll get into how to stop asking questions in a minute Talking a bit about the questions again, but with retroactive jealousy this time. So retroactive jealousy is, normally you ask questions in regards to their past, right? 
Now, if you ask someone questions about their past over and over again, and you ask similar questions, they give you similar answers, you ask more questions, and again, in the beginning, they're probably very understanding, very reassuring, um, you know, and just they want to be there for you. But again, if you keep asking these questions, the same questions or similar questions, and even though they've given you the answers, you are indirectly calling them a liar. You're indirectly telling them that, that I don't trust you. And over time, this again, it takes hold on the partner because you're telling them that they're not trustworthy, that you don't believe them, that you don't, that you think that they're lying to you indirectly again because you're asking them all these questions that you probably already asked them before or if they're not exactly the same questions they're probably similar questions so it can make the partner feel on both on both occasions whether you suffer from ROCD or retroactive jealousy or both that your partner is less than they're going to start feeling like they're like they're not good enough and they're going to start getting tired of it so what I'm saying is if you do suffer from this understand that it doesn't just affect you, it affects your partner. And I know because I've been through it, so I'm not judging you, but I'm just saying that we think we can handle this burden by ourselves. We can, we need to be the strong ones. It's just thoughts and we just let it, let it get worse and worse without asking for help, without taking action. And I'm here to tell you, if you are going through this, if you're suffering from thoughts and whether or not you're voicing them to other people or not, don't feel like you need to handle this and bear this burden by yourself. Don't feel like you need to constantly just be the strong one and keep it in and think that one day they're going to go away. Reach out, ask for help and it does get better because I see so many people that just kind of try and brush it off and then they'll reach out to me a few months later and it does. they'll, they'll just tell me about how what a massive toll it had on them, on their relationship, on their life, on their ability to concentrate, on their ability to think straight, on their energy levels, because it's draining to think these thoughts all the time. So that is the effect that this can have on your partner. All right, guys, so moving on to how to stop seeking external validation, aka how to stop seeking reassurance and stop asking the questions. So I'm going to talk to you a bit first about how the mind works because I hear a lot um, of people say that my mind hates me, I can't control my mind, my mind's got a life of its own, etc, etc, which isn't true. Your mind was given to you to serve you, your mind was given to you to help you survive on this planet. It doesn't hate you, it's actually on your side and when you realise that and you try to, you learn how to communicate with it, life becomes a lot easier. So getting into the mind and why we need to ask questions and how to stop it. So the mind is wired to seek pleasure and to move you away from pain. So your mind wants you away from pain and it moves you towards pleasure. Why? Because it's trying to keep you alive. Now, think of someone, and this is just an example, I'll tell you how this ties into ROCD and RJ later, but think of someone that wants to quit eating unhealthy. So think of someone that wants to, for example, quit eating chocolate, okay? And they say to themselves, for a week, I'm not going to eat any chocolate whatsoever. I'm going to stop it. So the week begins and they say like day one is okay, day two is okay, day three something happens, they get stressed, something happens at work, something happens in their family, in their relationship. 
and they get stressed out, their mind will tell them to go and eat chocolate because the mind thinks and has associated chocolate with pleasure. Chocolate will give you pleasure. Chocolate will make you feel better. You are stressed. You're in pain. Remember where you have chocolate in the house. Go and have some chocolate. It's as simple as that. And this coming into ROCD, when you are in pain, right? ROCD or RJ as well. When you're in pain, so pain is getting the intrusive thoughts, right? Getting the intrusive thoughts, getting anxious, not being sure of yourself, not being sure of the relationship, feeling fearful. That's pain for you. Your mind's idea of pleasure is seeking reassurance because you have told your mind that seeking reassurance brings you pleasure. So whether or not that is from your partner, whether or not that is researching the internet, whether or not that's asking friends for reassurance and comparing your relationship to other people that is pleasure to your mind so see how your mind is trying to move you away from pain away from the anxiety and the fear you're feeling away from these nasty thoughts that you don't like towards pleasure which is seeking reassurance seeking validation asking the questions obviously this this pleasure that you feel this um temporary relief is temporary And in the long run, it harms your relationship and, you know, your mental health as well. So, now that you've understood that, you can understand how your mind wants to move you away from pain and towards pleasure. So what you need to do is to let your mind know that pleasure is not asking questions anymore. I want you to consciously make the decision to change that reaction, to change the pleasure, if you will, that you have assigned to asking questions and seeking validation so and you can do this by gradually every time you get a thought every time you feel uncomfortable every time you feel anxious or fearful instead of going to ask questions to get pleasure do something else that will serve you better so whether that is go for a walk or journal anything that will make you feel better even if it's not to the point where reassurance will, for now you're training your mind and you're saying to it, asking questions and seeking reassurance from other people is not my pleasure. I don't want, you want to break that association that your mind has made and you want to associate pleasure with going for a walk, with journaling, with reading a book, with working out, you know, anything that you enjoy. I'm not saying that it has to be any of those things, but something that you enjoy. So the automatic reaction is not asking for reassurance anymore because your mind's not going to associate that to pleasure. Each time from now on that you get an intrusive thought, instead of going to seek reassurance, go and do something else. And if you do that, do that for 20 days, 21 days minimum, and see how your mind rewires itself and it does not associate asking questions and seeking reassurance and external validation as pleasure. Make the pleasure a walk, a manicure, a massage, meditating, journaling, anything that you enjoy, you know, anything that you like to do. Make that your pleasure instead of asking questions and seeking reassurance. So before we go, guys, I just wanted to touch on something very quickly. Because we're conditioned from a very young age to believe that when we meet the one 
everything is automatically going to fall into place. Everything is going to be perfect. And it's all just going to be rainbows and roses. And you're going to know that this person is the one. And we're taught this from a very, very young age. But in reality, a relationship that works, a relationship that withstands the duration of time is not one that just magically falls into place and magically everything is perfect. And this is something that I had to learn um, as well, getting into a relationship with someone that I really wanted to be with. It requires work. It requires communication. It requires uh, commitment. It requires understanding. It requires respect. And they don't teach you these things at school. No one talks about it. Everyone talks about how... Everyone talks about two things in society from what I've seen what a toxic relationship looks like and how to avoid them that's a very big topic which obviously is very important because people need to know what a toxic relationship looks like you've got that end of the spectrum so you've got toxic relationships and then you've got if you find the one everything's going to be perfect and amazing so you've got two very extremes being talked about mainly either the toxic side or the fall in love meet the one amazing side and everything's perfect but no one talks about the work that needs to go into a relationship that is going to withstand the duration of time and you're both going to be happy and you're both going to feel understood and you're both going to feel respected. That doesn't just happen, but no one talks about it. That requires work, it requires time, it requires um, communication, it requires you both wanting to go through with it. It requires work, basically. It requires work and it requires time. So I just wanted to talk about that because I don't see... It talked about enough. So guys, just to recap, remember, first of all, the reason you want to ask questions in the first place is this need of control. Either because you think that overthinking is going to make you feel safe or it's going to prepare you or it's going to hurt less if one in a million this does happen, this worst case scenario that you're playing out in your mind. Second reason we ask questions is because we want to put a person or a situation or a relationship in a box in our mind, label it, understand it and move on. Um, it does have an effect on your partner, it does have an effect on you, on your mental health, on your energy levels, on everything. You don't need to bear this burden alone, you don't need to constantly think that you're the strong one and you can handle this, it is okay to reach out and ask for help. And lastly, remember, your mind wants to help you, it's on your side, and it's trying to always move you away from pain and towards pleasure. It likes what is familiar and doesn't like what is unfamiliar. So what you need to do is slowly, slowly, step by step, over the period of the next 21 days, start to change that habit. Start to make the pleasure a walk or a workout session or a journaling session or something that you enjoy and allow the whole external validation thing to just go because it doesn't serve you. So I hope this video helped you guys. If you've got any questions, please email me. The email is down in my description below. Um, and yeah, again, if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel if you're new and I will see you guys next time.